All right. Hope everybody having a great Monday. Hope everybody had a great Father's Day. Special episode, as always. We never know when we're going to do them. Flyover Media. Today, I have a special guest, the plug god, Calvin Turner. Thanks for having me. First time in like a year, you said. This is my first time in the newer studio, quote unquote. But That's right. Looking like an extra from the Sopranos, a.k.a. Back to the Future, a.k.a. Mad Men. Yep. Insurance covered the glasses, so I'm going back to love, the 60s. Love the glasses. Hey, I appreciate it. I love them, too. I can see a hell of a lot better this time around, you know? What uh, What's a Muncie boy doing down in Indy on a, on a Saturday night? I'm going to throw some axes downtown here in a couple hours, so I figured I'd stop by here and see what's up with the Uncle BJ. Oh, I am... Uh, you saw my monstrosity. I broke my brand new Apple Watch I got for Father's Day. I tried to fix my son's car. Well, AP did a lot of it and still not working. Don't ever buy a Volvo or a Lexus or anything if you plan on working on on your own. Right, yeah. I usually buy like shit boxes and like when when I know it when it dies, it's just done. Like it's done had everything new on it and everything like that. Like the biggest thing I ever changed on a vehicle that I've had was a radiator. Everything else just blew up. We actually did, um, we did, um, we went ahead and did the, uh, we did the alternator. We did the, um, what else did we do? We did the alternator. We did the, the starter. We replaced both belts, replaced the pulley so far. So far and still just not turning. Mm -mm. See, and then like we were talking about like with the whole connector thing to like test and see what's wrong. Like, it could be just one big issue, but, like, the tester can send three problems. Yeah. So then it's just like, damn it, I almost have to find a mechanic now. Well, I had a mechanic look at it, though. Oh, yeah. Well, walk by it. Oh, walk by it. One of the, one on, on, on podcast, T, um, Terrell, he, um, he, he gave me some advice on it. He'll be by tomorrow, so I'll have him look at it so we can see what we can get done on it. Goddamn car problems, man. Um, so, um, it just, it just gets it gets old. So we finally got two new cars because I got tired of fixing things on the other cars. And then I was like, "Well, this shouldn't be that big of an issue." It, tur- it turned into a bigger issue. So, you said this is like three weeks now on it. About a month. About a month now. Yeah, because I can only work on it on the weekends, and then the bad problem is it's starting now. Now it got into like where it's a thousand degrees outside. Yeah. So, see, and then it's like you got to work on an hour to come in, cool off a little bit, go back out for another hour, and because you want to prove that you know, like we can, it was a simple fixes, but we thought not simple, but because you had to what you had to take apart because the engine's really small on the Volvo, so. I don't know anybody that works on cars on the weekend and think it's fun. I really starting to doubt that their mental capabilities of like what fun is. Yeah, because like I like I, I barely have, know how to change my oil. I think they have to hate their life a lot. The one to stay in a garage, like oh, I gotta fix this car, and then it's just like I wonder if they just do it to get away from like people. It's like people that enjoy mowing the yard. I. I I know there's a there's a couple of people on, on like I talked about this with King about the stereotype of what dads are like I like I don't mow the yard the kids mow the yard I don't get excited about the first mow of the season <laughs> I really don't I, I mean, pay mid- somebody for the first yeah mow we're of the Midwest season. people and they're supposed to be like no uh, yeah see I think the people that claim they love mowing the yard they're just trying to get away from their old lady and yeah, kids I, you know I really think that's it 
I think that's the only thing. Why why else would you like to mow the yard in Midwest summers where it's either 75 and rainy or 98 and 100% humidity? Yeah. So, no, I agree with you. That's that I agree with you 100% on that one. And it's like it's like what people find for what what uh what people find fun is always like interesting to me. Yeah. The, well, and then the whole uh stand-up comedy thing. A lot of people don't think that's fun. Because, you know, you're getting up in front of three people. But I'm still doing shows. I just got, like we were saying before, you just got to pick and choose your battles now. Because I think the last show I did was the roast battle thing. And you were a judge. I won't ever do that again. That was all. That was all. Yeah, I was going to say, you had to pay attention like the whole show. Yes and no. (laughs) Yes and no. But I had a guy with a puppet and a guy in a wheelchair. And, like, it was hard to talk to each other because that's what you needed to do. But it was like... Because they should have had us sitting at like a regular short table or something, so we can like talk to each other, be like, "Hey, I like this. Hey, I like that." Right. Right. And um, but I I I had to lean down to Andy, who's a funny guy from Louisville, and then I can't remember the puppet puppeteer. I don't know. What yeah, called. I don't remember his name either. But they, but I remember when we first started, he was he he was trying to give me advice or whatever. It's like, hey, and I was like, well, no, I know as a judge, you don't make it by yourself. Make a quick comment, move on, or whatever. And but then he was doing shtick with the puppet. And I'm like, wait a second, you told me not to make it by myself, and you're doing shtick. It's probably because he just wanted the spotlight for himself and, the, and, and told the everybody crowd, else to come down. The crowd was not into it. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, it kind of killed the battle I was in because he went on like a two minute tangent for a second. And, and then Brad like, goes, "Well, who do you pick?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, he well, said who like do you four pick? times. And I'm not disrespecting the guy. The guy's a great guy, but I was just laughing because Brad kept getting pissed at him. And then Riggler, I didn't realize Riggler had some of that stuff in his back pocket, you know, about being how he would just start coming at people. Yeah, because, like, yeah, it really disrupted the flow of the show. Like, it was a show that actually brought a few people out. And everybody was like, who is that one judge? Who is that one judge? Yeah. But, and I, like I said, I, I just don't like being judges or whatever because it's like they're, they're, everybody has different opinions. Um, of what's funny and what's not. But I mean, it was a great atmosphere. I thought Kyle and Devon, I think they were the best. Kyle was one of the best. Um, because the problem with Devon was he was doing like an hour or like a whole minute on one joke. Yeah. And then the other part was Calvin was zing, 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 zing. Um, I thought Tyson and Sarah were funny. I thought Tyson was funny because her, <laughs> I saw that like her dad and mom were there. I was like, why would, yeah. <laughs> why as a female, why, and especially why? going up against Tyson and they know each other. They're good friends, but why would you bring your parents to hear the, hear jokes about your own vagina? Yeah. And you know, that's all it was going to be about too. And, and abortion too. And, and I was like, yeah. yikes. And then the, the, yours was weird because the other guy's in character, you know, he's, yeah. playing, he's doing his gimmick and I was just like, is he supposed to be dry? Like, I didn't know. Like, I never seen him, so you don't know how he's supposed to come off. Yeah, and I didn't really know how, like, because I never seen him battle before. I think he only did the gimmick, like, once before. And, like, he and I were just talking normal because we had to follow Sarah and Tyson. Yeah. So I was nervous about that. I was like, fuck, I had to follow them. And then, like, he was cool. We were just kind of chatting up a little bit. And then as soon as it, he went in the character, he, like, ran up the fucking stage. The, uh, the last one... um, with Patrick Murray and can't think of the other guy's name. Oh, DJ Dangler, I that, think. That was a good one. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Dangler's funny. Um, I still prefer, I wish I wish it was done, like, you can't see Rat Battle, because Rat Battles now, if you watch it, they're, that's a, a lot of it's pre-written for their opponent. They know who their opponent is like three months in advance, and they memorize their stuff, right? Right. 
but I still like it where they don't have a we're not reading off something they're just going off the cuff and to me that's to me that's that's to me that's more battling yeah not having a phone and shit like that and like then a, being more in the moment it looks like open mic like yeah when people are reading off their stuff so. oh god there was like a big huge group chat for that and then brad was like telling everybody like hey let's calm down with the notes this go around and like so many comics got pissed about that yeah they were they were pretty shitty but i'm like i i wouldn't want to use notes because that takes away from the battle i think or yeah. it makes your jokes less hitting well um it I just think it, it 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 drug out a little bit, and people not knowing to hit the yes no button or whatever the red whatever the go button or the I call it the chess button. Yeah, it's what's used in chess, your move or whatever. So, but um, I, like I said, they're they're entertaining. Like there's some things that were said that were great. Yeah, and so um, will you do another one? You think you think you'd want to do another one? It all depends, like who I go up against, because like I didn't realize until I got there, like I was literally the only dude going up against a gimmick. Well, except for the guy who rapped and no one could hear him. Yeah, I was, that I was a smoke so break bad. for me. I felt bad for him because it could have been funny. We just couldn't hear it because it, it the sound guy didn't have it. Yeah, did you see the sound guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked like he was like roadied with Leonard Skinner. You know, I used to, you know, be out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, everything with everything starting to pick back up now. Are you are you going to go out and do more? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm just going to pick and choose. Like, I've been doing the same 15 minutes and changing variations a little bit here and there for the last three years. And it's just like, I got to calm down on the open mics. Like, I'm a step pops, you know, got a family. You know, I can't just be on the road five, six nights a week like some of these guys are. At least until, at least until while your marriage, while your relationship's going well. Right. Exactly. Until I need to get out of the house, you know, but honestly, dude, like I said, I just been picking and choosing my shows and it's been nice. It's been nice not having to be on the road every single day. The car likes it a lot better. All that shit. But how's flyover been? Um, it's it's. I just I got. I wanted to do a lot more before I got sick, and I got sick, and then I and then after I, I got after I felt better, or whatever. And then I got busier with work with a different position, and I kept thinking to myself like, um, I kind of go. I went back to my like. Well, I just want to hang out with my buddies. Like, and that sounds mean. I like meeting new people, um, but I just, it's, it's one of those things where like, I just want to, I kind of want to do things with the same people that I know. Yeah. Well, and it's the people you trust too. Cause you know, you know what I mean? You don't have Are to they gonna show up. They're going to be there. They're going to be on time. And then you just never know. Like I don't want to be a talk show host, but I like putting out shows, the interesting conversation. I don't like doing shtick. Um, like me and AP have done a couple together. We'll probably do. Like a Fourth of July one, and then like a Christmas one, then a New Year one. That's our staples that we do where we come in and have fun and do those. But th- that's kind of what I want to do. Yeah, and that's nice that you and AP can get together. You know, a handful of times a year still instead of you know just. Yeah, it's a grind trying to do every week and then get guests and then try to get you know do cameras and do all that other stuff. Which it was it turned into a second full time job, and part of it wasn't fun. That and then it would be like you would put so much work into like one show and it would turn out to be a stinker because you don't you don't vibe with the dude or lady or whatever. Well, because I'll get petty and then I'll just start being like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, especially like if you pick up that one like fucked up thing they say and you just kind of you're just like, yeah. Yeah, when when people try to be over funny and just like just let it come natural and talk and see what happens and and stuff like that. So, um. 
have you been watching um, watching any TV or any shows or anything like that? The one thing that I've been really high on, and like I don't think it's getting enough credit, but I have you watched the Bad Trip, the Eric Andre movie yet? Yeah. What'd you think of it? Um, I don't. It's tough for me because I came from the jackass genre. So, See me too. And it was kind of uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, I just started. Feeling, I I was. It was hilarious, but I started feeling cringy at time for some people. Like, you know, because they'll have to sign a release or whatever. Right. And then um, the 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 car wash thing was hilarious. Oh, definitely. Because that was funny. Ha ha. He wasn't trying to really be mean to anybody or nothing like that. Right. So I definitely like that one. But I thought it was great. I thought it was highly underrated. And Eric Andre, I think, sometimes I think I just would, maybe in a critic, if I will, for a minute. Like the dudes, he was in a couple TV shows and he was amazing in them. Mm-hmm. Not playing like himself or whatever. Eric Andre's show, it all depends on how the show went. Yeah. I just think that's the way comedy, like, movies, and I wouldn't necessarily say TV, because I think TV comedy really rides on, like, dry humor. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of, like, cinema comedy, I think you're going to see a lot more of that style because of, like, the whole quote-unquote cancel culture with they don't know what jokes they can pull now. He was in a show, TV show, called Don't Trust the Bee in 23B. It was him, Eric Andre, Jessica Ritter, who played Jessica Jones. Uh-huh. I think it's Jessica Ritter. And then, um, what's the other person's name? Uh, oh, uh, James Vanderbeek played himself. Oh, okay. Like a version. Oh, it was hilarious. It only did two seasons, and then, and then it took it off the air. Oh, but really? Jessica Ritter, I think, is, is she's hilarious because she was in one of my favorite movies. Um, uh, she's not into you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Jay Bouchard. I can never say his name. Bushel Bouchard. Yeah, Bouchard, I think. But she was in that movie and she was hilarious. So it was T.J. Miller's in the movie, which was hilarious. I like T.J. Miller. I, I I think people went after him too for cancel culture, right? Yeah, because yeah, he's been yeah he's been kind of under wraps for a while now because he used to be like really really on fire and then he just kind of I think like you said something happened with him. It's hard to keep track now with people getting canceled and what for. Because him and then Aziz Azari got hit. Yeah, Aziz Azari got hit. Um, the guy who did. Um, Justice League originally. Oh, um, Snyder. No, not Snyder. Or not Snyder. Oh no, uh, the one who redid it. The oh. guy from Whedon. Whedon, yeah, Joss Whedon. Yeah, because he he went after Gail Gadot. But I mean, think about it. A lot of those, a lot of those men in power. I mean, you can see it. If you do this, and I'll ruin your career. Like really? Yeah, I thought one of the more fucked up ones that didn't really get much media attention was the whole uh, Jeepers Creepers director. I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, I think it was the director, but like, um, he 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 was in like a child porn kind of thing, and uh, they were starting to film Jeepers Creepers, and they couldn't film where they wanted to film because it was near a school. So then, like, that had to get pulled, and then it turned into like a sci-fi TV original movie, from where uh, dude was a pedo, lit like legit charged and everything. Because they did three Jeepers Creepers. I don't know if you directed all of them. The first one with Justin Long was pretty good. Yeah, it was a classic for the time. And then, then, then it went into the what I call B movie, um, a B movie, 
and then it kind of got weird after that yeah and then the third one it was just like a lot of like cult people wanted to watch it just because of the dude that was fucked up that was attached to it kind of thing so it become kind of like a cult in that sense which is pretty weird i'm just trying to figure out how he had that great of technology but he didn't look like he had good technology yeah like he had those spike balls that would explode somehow uh-huh and then it's like, um, yeah, yeah, that hook that would shoot. Bring, I'm just like, well, and it was like in the first one, like it, it was scary up until you saw him. You know what I mean? Like the whole not knowing what he looked like throughout the first of the movie. Yeah. That like that's what made it good to me. And, and then like, Justin Long and his sister and should just left, and they would have been alive. Yeah, yeah. But you had to do the right thing. And goddamn horror movies, man. Got to learn from them. I never really watched any horror movies. Um, I've been watching Loki. I watched the f- two, first two episodes of that. It was pretty good. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, riding on it pretty well. I need to check it. Owen Wilson's hilarious in it. I'm a big fan of Owen Wilson. Hadn't seen him forever in a lot in something because he had some substance abuse for a while. Yeah, like how does he look? Does he look like he's aged quite a bit, or is he like? Yeah, uh, has he really? But he looks like yeah. He kind of looks like how Robert Redford looked white when he got in his fifties. Yeah, but he's still hilarious. Loki's a great. But other than that, I don't even really watch TV anymore. It's like, yeah, me either. It's just like if I sit down and watch something, it's going to have to be something that I really am into. Like I can't just sit and watch an episode of something and just figure out if I dig it and then just stick with it. Like I have to know what the TV show is. Like I've been right waiting on the Sopranos movie for like five years now. Yeah, and I saw some of the behind the scenes of that one. Are, are you still watching wrestling at all? yeah off and on i saw devon's watching it yeah and i've been uh i've been kind of watching some local shit too in muncie because muncie's like really big for pro wrestling for some Mm -hmm. reason there's like a show every weekend when i worked for ohio valley we used to go up there yeah um because uh uh his name is clint londilligan he was known as von lightus i think he he used to teach up there at the high school and then they would bring they would come up there yeah, so, there's like three promotions that come in and out of Muncie on a regular basis, like once a month. I uh, I still watch it. Um, well, I catch up on it. I don't really watch it. I, I read up on it and what happens, stuff like that. I pay attention to ratings. Um, but there's such a division between AEW fans and WWE fans. It is unreal. I, see, I ride right in the middle, man. It is so... It is so petty. So petty. It is. And the one thing that's kind of upset me about it, too, is, like, it's all good wrestling. Like, guys just change promotion. Like, yes, storylines might be better on some shows than others, but the wrestling's great. And you could still watch wrestling four or five times a week just on regular cable TV. I mean, people have to understand AEE storylines right now have kind of been trash a little bit, but they're still such a newer company. Like, like... They act like just because they're on Mon- or Wednesday nights and they have a budget that they're still figuring out. Yeah, and then and that's when you're going to get all your factions and stuff like that. Like that AEW gets clowned on for having all these factions and stuff, but it's like you gotta you gotta figure out what you're working. It's like with. they don't even have enough shows for en- uh, the talent though. They have the YouTube show, then they're starting another one, and then they have their main one on Wednesdays. Yeah, just trying to compete with the E, but. I heard that AEW is kind of in a bad spot right now, money-wise, because they're dumping a lot of their uh, profits and stuff into a video game. Yeah. So, like... That can be... I mean, because WWE's last video game was trash, because it had all the glitches. Yeah. You know? And, and a video game is a great source of revenue, but also it all depends on what licensing you have, because that's why a lot of people got mad at WWE was, because... They used to love those video game checks. They get like ten, twenty thousand dollars to be in the game. Right. I'm like, that's it. 
So you're going to move a million downloads of this game and I'm only going to get 20 grand? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, that's the thing that's hard for me to understand when it comes to the whole uh, losing budget thing because with how you pre-order video games and stuff now and know that it's coming out, I don't understand how you could go over budget, essentially. Well, and then that they're paying... Because most people don't understand why ratings are important. It's not because of how big you are, right? Ratings right. are important because of ad revenue. Right. So... Because, you know, like the Super Bowl, what is it, 5 to 25? I don't know what it is. Let's just say, for example, it's at uh, $5 million for a 30-second spot. Right. Think about that. But if they're if they're able to not get that ad revenue, then that's how they – or, like, the money comes from ad revenue and comes from TV deals. And now they sign a TV deal, and now they already have to move their TV to a different, what, TBS now? Yeah, I think they're going to TBS. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it's just, like I said, was there's just not that, like Kenny Omega is a great wrestler. He's not the greatest wrestler that around right now. Um, I know that's not, according to Meltzer and, and the dirt sheets, he is, but Mel, but I mean, there's so many great ones out there just as great, which is AJ Styles. AJ Daniel Styles Bryan. is great. Daniel Bryan. I even like Alistair Black who recently got released. I think like, they're signing back. I think they're really, because WWE is a. Um, publicly traded company so that's why they're that's why they're doing what they're doing a lot of times and they just um Samoa Joe came back Tuesday night to NXT um but because he he's still not cleared to wrestle by the WWE doctors because of con- concussions but it took Daniel Bryan what two years yeah two back? to three years yeah. what uh, see I kind of have a theory with that in terms of like the reason like Usually with WWE, you would always have releases on Monday after after WrestleMania. And it seems like WWE's released a bulk of people several times this year already. And then like we were talking about with AEW having like an overload of talent, you think the E's kind of letting some dudes go to go to the AEW realm and try to fuck their shit up on trying to find the guy for them? Because you know WWE can just sign all back whoever they want. Well, the, the Good Brothers... The, um Anderson Gallows, they become a comedy act. I, I mean, I enjoy them. The Young Bucks are not the best tag team in the past. Well, but how many tag teams are there in the past 10 years? How like, many can you honestly name? Like, in terms of, like, standing the test of time, you've got, like, the Usos. You have the Usos, you have the Bucks. The Bucks, you have... Um, exactly yeah i was gonna say and then it's the rest is just returns of old tag teams or people or people put together or yeah just randos thrown together so tag team wrestling has died it's not like the 80s with the midnight express and the legion of doom the heart foundation the british bulldogs you've been watching that vice behind us yeah and that killer and that killer a and e ones are kind of trash yeah you got to check the vice ones and i don't stuff know what i'm saying trash for i've been hanging out with my kids too there much. you go That's hey tr- i understand the lingo so um all right bet <laughs> do you say yeet at y'all yeet at all to your uh to your daughter yeet. no no uh, what about the, the, did your kids do the she shit the she well i knew about it because concept had a song called Sheesh. see that's why i originally that's where thought I, it was from he used to say it all the time when i first met him right and i was like oh shit and then so but did they do that sheesh in their yeah with the vein uh, thing i don't know what that means it's i don't know blood. um but i've been watching that because i didn't realize grizzly grizzly adams was that big piece of shit yeah Jake the snake's dad the davy boy smith was brutal did you watch the new jack one 
Uh-huh. That new Jack one was one of my favorite ones because like it was it was one that you like initially thought he was an asshole going into and just like a crazy madman. But then after watching that doctor- documentary, it's like you got to realize like New Jack was fucked with a lot because well, of his persona. And I listen to Cornette's show, so Cornette loves him. He brought him in to Smoky Mountain Wrestling as the gangsters. Yep. And <laughs> the gangsters. Gang. So I'm a wrestling nerd, and then I don't get the chance to talk about it a whole lot. So, um, But I, I've been watching that one, and then um, the biggest thing is is, is Brock going to come back. You know, Becky Lynch going to be coming back. You know, you know, Rousey's not going to be back for maybe a year and a half because of her having a kid. Yeah. And and it's weird is because every time you say Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown, they always talk about him beating Travis Brown, beating his old wife. And I'm like, that's not really the whole story, but that just sounds so bad. Yeah. That's a lot of that shit going on in the E because what didn't Travis Brown date Charlotte Flair too? Um, No, that was a different dude. That was her. That was a different dude. That was abusive to her. He was another wrestler training. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but it was, was like a no, similar was, name. Yeah, it was nobody or anything like that. So and it's weird to couples because you see her with um, Andrade, and then you got Alistair Black with Vega, mm-hmm. and and um, you got Britt Baker. Is I think she's married to Adam Cole. And then you always had Natalia and uh, what was it, Tyson Kidd that broke his neck or something could like that be, he was could, great in ring could it be f- any more opposites than those two yeah yeah and because like what i think tyson was only like 22 when he met natalia and she was already in her mid to late 30s i think tyson kid could go i loved him and davy boy together or david uh, david Smith, I, I think it was it's davy boy's son mm-hmm. um but i liked watching those guys i definitely knew those the uso things going good right now it's setting up for a huge rock return at WrestleMania if they really want to. Or do you think they're going to go Reigns Rock, or do you think they're going to go Rock somebody else? No, they got cash go, grab. They got to go Rock and Reigns for the simple. For, sounds like a, um, a old WWE bullshit thing. Rock Reigns is because is he keeps saying I'm the head of the table. I'm the head of the table, mm-hmm. and we know that Rock's the one that set the table for all this. Really, mm-hmm. theoretically, right. So and I think that'd be good. I th- I would I'd watch it because those two together beating the hell of each other would be great. Plus the Rock is so much bigger than he used to be. Oh, definitely, definitely. It, I I could see it being one of those fucked up Vince moments where he actually puts the Rock over for the sake of the business. He, yeah, and then Cena be coming back. I think he wants to make a small run. I think. Well, they're, what they're going to try to do is when the audience come back and they're trying to sell tickets. That's when they're going to bring. Yeah. I mean, because A and WWE tickets are pretty high. I think A and I want to go to AEW event, but it just seems like the, the the same shit over and over again. The same with WWE. I'm complaining. The Bucks acting like tough guys. I don't believe it. They're not good heels. And then you got Don Callis, and then you have the Impact thing. So, and then they have they try to do like the whole invade, not invasion, but the whole. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, like I know they do like the Wednesday night, the Wednesday. Forbidden Door. Yeah, and so and then also because part of New Japan is actually filmed in California. There's a New Japan dojo out there that's ran by um, Rocky Romero. If you've ever, because they have Talking Shop podcast mm-hmm. the that's Glue Gallows Anderson, and then Rocky Romero. There's so there's so and then the, the Good Brothers just showed up on New Japan, so they're actually able to work everywhere. 
Nice. But when they first came into WWE and when they were in the Bullet Club, they were just badasses. And now it's like they do a lot of shtick. Yeah, because I remember when they kind of like debuted in the E, they just kind of came out of the crowd and yeah, just kind of wrecked shit. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, they are here. Thank God they're going to be with AJ Styles. And that's going to be just three of them. That's going to be great. And then you had Finn Balor, Finn too. Ferg. Before he, oh, he, that's the other thing. When you're talking about Kenny Omega, talking about being about the best. Finn Balor, in my opinion, I think is is hands down. He went to NXT because he wanted to. Yeah, because I followed him when he was Prince Devitt and yep. when he was running around. And, you know, uh, Seth Rollins was um, uh, Tyler Black. Tyler Black. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, th- those were some of the – so those were some of the great ones that we definitely saw. So, um, so I mean, Prince. I, th- I still think Finn Bauer is, is hands down one of the best. I mean, he, he broke – um, he was an American New Japan who started the Bullet Club, right? And then he came over to NXT and then brought the Demon. And then everybody said he was too small. I really love to see Daniel Bryan and and um, Finn Balor wrestle. See, I think that's a WrestleMania headlining gig right there. They had it right with the whole the Demon character with the body paint happening every pay per view. That sells pay per view buys. Like, how is he going to be painting now? I think the whole sending him back to the NXT just kind of like ruined any sort of run he could get for now anyway he wanted to go back yeah and then i think he just purely wanted to go back for the good wrestling there and then um and then so and then when he does entrance and he threw his hands up same mm-hmm. with adam cole because um champo doesn't want to leave either he doesn't want to leave nxt because he likes very few people how many people from nxt has went up and had an impact you have seth rollins did seth rollins um, Alistair Black didn't go so well. No, and then you could say um, what's his face didn't go very well either. Bobby Roode, since he's not yep. in the company anymore. Oh yes, he he's still there. Is he still in the company still? He, he's tagging on Friday nights with um, uh, wow, the Miz one of Miz the the Miz's good friends. That's <laughs> oh um, that's another great guy, Miz. Yeah, a lot of people hated the Miz, and then Cena came out and said he's one of the hardest working people, got everything he deserved. He's been one of the only consistent people Dolph in the Ziggler. company. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler. Yeah. yeah, that's another good one. He, um, but that's that's, and then that's what we're talking about is a lot of those guys should have you know a pretty good chance, um, a pretty good chance to be able to do that and everything like that. What do you think about Braun Strowman getting released? I think it was good for him. Yeah, I think so too, because I think he could make a lot more noise in terms of like popularity in AEW if he would get an offer from there. I don't think he wants to. See, I think he kind of got burnt out. I mean, being a big guy like that on the road 300 days a year, that's got to be rough on your body, no matter who you are. Well, they were offering, um, like, he was was asking $20,000, like, supposedly for for bookings, and that's because he doesn't want to go do it. Right. So you pri- he priced himself out, and then he's like Lesnar. He's a farm guy. I think he has a farm up in uh, Minnesota or something where he goes and spends his time in there. But I mean, just it's the same thing with uh, Braun Strowman. Then you have Bray Wyatt. Um, Bo-, Bo Dallas was a champion. In yeah, NXT. Bo Dallas was great in NXT. Her hitting, her hitting son was uh, was great. Yeah, that Adrian Neville or yeah, was- yeah. Now he's known as Pac. The he's in um in he's at uh, AEW now. See, he would have been amazing, but like he just didn't, couldn't keep his mouth shut about the WrestleMania thing about him. I think it was because he got deleted out of the Andre Battle Royale for some reason, and he that lost the shit. It. Yep. 
and that's got got him the boot out of the E. Yeah, and and, and that's the and that's the thing is is they do recycle a lot of the same. But if you go back and look at the forties, fifties, sixties, and seventies, and eighties, and nineties, they they all recycle everything. Yeah, storylines, the very few things like that's why the NWO was so huge, DX was so huge because that was something totally different. And Stone Cold became the anti-hero, which you never you never thought that there'd be anti-heroes. Yeah, especially with the belt. Mm. Yeah, so I mean that's that's why I still watch it, um, and I like going to local ones are fun. Um, especially if you get to take your kid, I took my kids to, to two or three, um, ones here in Greenwood and Indy and they really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I took the little one to her very first one a couple of months ago cause her cousin wrestles and, uh, took her there, didn't tell her anything about it, you know, and I was hyping her up for her. I'm like, man, I hope your cousin just whoops his up, you know, the dude's ass, you know? And she was thinking going into it, like it was going to be real. And I didn't think what they would book for the show or whatever. I thought they would just go straight into matches and. The first fucking bit they do at the start of the show is just beat the plum fuck out of the, the Easter Bunny. And she just started fucking crying and losing her shit. But she ended up liking it, though. That's when I had to break the ice and, like, say, hey, this is, it's not real kind of thing. But why'd I you, thought I could carry on a little bit longer. Why'd you break kayfabe for, Warner? I, it, it was because it was the Easter Bunny. Like, if it was anything else, like... Easter Bunny and Santa Claus would have been the only way I would have had to give up the kayfabe part of it. Yeah. But, yeah, it was the first fucking bit they did. And, like, I, it took it took several minutes to calm myself down to calm her down because I was just fucking screaming, laughing. But her cousin's really good. He goes by Luke Savage, and he was, uh, I think he was a state champ wrestler, and then he's kind of went over to the pro wrestling gig kind of thing. And I'm telling you, like, every weekend in Muncie, there is some sort of wrestling event now, which really? is great. Yeah. It's like every weekend or every other weekend at the good old fairgrounds. Yeah. I, I think I think now when uh, – and but some of those tickets are so expensive sometimes. Yeah, because it would it's be like, like 10 – VIP tables, $50. I'm like <laughs> – and you like you literally go in there and it's literally just like there's, a dinner table out front and then there's nobody sitting in the vip no and then it starts right i know it's good i mean because i get why they get do it and things like that but you have a few suckers every show so i mean family you know, like my son's gonna be on here yeah my son's gonna be here let's buy the vip table so we have somewhere to sit our nachos down on for an extra 40 bucks i remember my kids would boo the hills and just boo them and, they, and then when they turn around and say something it was so awesome and they like sit down, punk, and the kids are like boo, and I'm like, that's so much fun. Some promos are cringe at local shows, though. It's just like, well, especially the heroes. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, and you feel bad for them. Well, I mean, and they're still cutting their teeth because territories are gone, and that's where a lot of people would, you know, learn on the job and things like that. But um, what I can't stand is if they don't know how to wrestle. Yeah, and, and they're trying to throw someone in the ropes. They have no idea, and they're tripping over their feet, and then. They're trying to do a, a hip toss, drop down tackle, and you're like, "What the fuck are they or doing?" Or ten minute rest spots where they're, you know, <sighs> chuck hold where it's been five minutes into the match, and they're like, "Okay, now we're gonna stop the show show for ten minutes." All right, I'm blown up. Let's just settle down here. And then everybody's got the WWE thing in with the whole like nine thousand fucking close falls during a match. I can't false stand that finishes. They've killed false finishes to death. Um, there's too many, and especially we have not protected the finishers at all. 
at all at all i mean back in the day you get hit with your finisher and you're they're done or hell even if he just got hit in the head with a chair you were done think about it think about it you can do a second rope ddt and get a two count but you're gonna hit him with a um uh an elbow or something stupid i'm like that took him down or a roll up would be a near fall (laughs) 17 super kicks yeah 18th they got him See, and it's like if anybody takes a super kick now and gets pinned, like that's going to ruin ruin any sort of momentum they have ever. Because Michaels made the super kick popular, then the Young Bucks, and then Lance Storm used it. Just Incredible used it. Nah, uh, Dolph Ziggler uses it regularly. And then yeah, you even had like um, Glacier used it. Yeah. I Glacier. Yeah. I think he helps train at, uh, at Cody's camp, Cody School. Because when AEW first came out, he came out with him, like when they had the Nightmare Family. Mm-hmm. Like, and then Art Anderson's son um, wrestled last night. I didn't watch it, but I was reading about it. And he dressed like how on Arn did during the like the 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 Four Horsemen days. Polo tucked in, yep. cargo short. I was just like, Jesus. And he had he had penny loafers on. See, one of the things like in terms of like the new era style of wrestling that I miss character wise, I miss Bad News fucking Barrett. Yes. Do you remember him yes. at all? Like. He would be like a. I got some bad news. Yeah, he kind of saved the WWE during the time of like the secret um, GM where they would like send emails to that laptop every single night. And then it would be like. Michael Cole, go get it. Yeah, and then it'd be like, who's the GM tonight? And then it'd just be some sort of celebrity trying to plug a movie that weekend or whatever. Seth Green come rolling out. Yeah, Seth Green. Have you seen the, did you ever see the video about Steve-O talking about his, when he was on Raw promoting Jackass or Wild Yeah, when he got knocked out by Umaga. Yeah, Umaga about beat the shit out of him or whatever. Yeah, because he wasn't selling or anything and then like just got the shit. He said he got knocked out during that tussle with him or whatever, got slammed and then knocked him out or something that was a fucking that was like during the guest gm too one time i went to a show in indy and the uh guest gm was larry the fucking cable guy get her done yeah that was a waste of 80 bucks you wish you manga would have came out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah could you imagine manga coming out and just knocking the fucking piss out there the, the guy? other one uh the the three second rule oh um with eric bischoff would that bring those guys three minute warning three minute warning yeah um, so they were telling, um, I listened to busted open radio, uh, their podcast, but uh, bully Ray is outstanding on it. And they were talking about, tell us the first time, tell us the first wrestler you ever met. Well, I had met Rip Rogers a long time ago, so I knew him, but the first like big one I met was 1999. I met Mark Henry. Oh, nice. We were doing, I was doing a wrestling match in Seymour for charity. So right. it's me and my best friend, Terry. We're in the back, mapping out our match, talking about it, whatever. And this guy walks up, is like, "Hey, Mark Henry wants to interf- interfere in your match." I was like, "Cool, right?" So, and then he's like, "All right, what's going to happen is, um, he's going to come out, and then um, I was, he's like, who's going over?" And I was like, "I am." He's like, "All right, so he's going to come out, he's going to come to the ring, hit you, throw you in the corner, splash you." I was like, "All right, cool." I was excited to get yeah. fucking murdered. I was like, Dude. yeah, like I was let, 19. Like, fuck yeah, I'm here. Me. Yeah. Fuck me up. Mark Henry walks over to me and goes, are you the one? Yeah. He goes, if I hit you, you better fucking go down. And I was like, yes, sir. I, I didn't know what it meant. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. I was like, a huge fan. Well, he was afraid I would no sell. I didn't know what no sell was. I was 19. I'm not, right. I'm not a behind the scenes wrestling guy. Right. So he was the first one I met besides, um, um, I met Jerry King Lawler. 
I got my picture taken with him. Was he nice? I always yeah. heard he was he nice yep. to you. He was in the middle of Lexington, which has the Rump Arena has a hotel attached to it. They also have like a little little mall down there. Uh-huh. So he was looking at jewelry, and I walked up and said, "Hey, Jerry, sorry to bother you." I was like, "Hey, can I get my photo with you?" And he's like, "Absolutely." He was just sitting there, kind of slumped over, no big deal. And then all of a sudden, my wife pulls up the camera, and he goes, <laughs> "Like pro." Yeah, right. just right in the moment. The first two wrestlers I met were fucking doozies. Um, the first one I met was Greg the Hammer. Oh. Big dick. Big dick. I was like probably 11 or 12 years old at a local show and told me to fuck off. That a boy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that was before the whole heel thing, you know, and I was like, oh, that dude's a fuckhead. And then I met Scott Steiner. Oof. He was hilarious, dude. He's the only one that would make me nervous in a room because you know he would just whatever yeah just like he's just constantly chilling and his veins are just constantly like he just got done lifting a truck or something yeah so i've actually met um so i met batista before he got called up i met um bobby lash you forgot before he got called up Dolph before he got called up met a lot of those guys like i was right in that range yeah who was the coolest one you met uh all those guys were all all of them were cool lashley lashley uh i met i've met brock lesnar too um just in passing, not like, hey, chopped it up with him. Lesnar, Kane, and Bobby Lashley is the only two, three people in my life that I've seen where I was like, holy shit, they are huge. Yeah. Because like I said, is I, you don't see a lot of, but Brock Lesnar is the same height as me at 6'3", but he's twice as wide, so is Bobby Lashley. And this is when Bobby Lashley was doing like the, the uh, in Ohio Valley, he was doing like an army gimmick because he's from the army. Or yeah. Whatever. He was fucking I've never yeah, because he's trimmed now now compared to what he used to be. He was so cut, I couldn't even believe how cut he was. I see, like Lashley's one of those dudes that you look at and just like Apollo Creed's or not Apollo Creed, but the um, Biggie. No, the um, the guy that came from NXT, um, Apollo Cruz. Yeah, he's another just like just chiseled dude. They gave him the worst gimmick ever. Yeah, like. Ever since he like, started, like are we going back to the eighties again? And now yeah. we're doing this African thing, and I'm like, really? And then before it was like he was like, yeah, positivity, and yeah. He, and that has never worked. No, I don't know why they pushed well, that they every did. five years. Remember Simon Dean who came down on the the, the cycle or whatever? Yeah, I met, I met him. How he got his name is Simon Dean. Um, um, Dean Malenko's real name is Dean Simon. So they. <laughs> switched it hey that's he's one met, of my favorite entering guys of all time i met him because he used to be no supernova in ecw and then he was no so i met him i did i remember he was on his way to the ring and um over there on 465 and they gave me the old tape to play uh-huh and then he's running to the ring throws his visor at me he's like wrong music kid and i was like fuck oh well and then so but i loved it they were ohio valley I knew what they were. I didn't appreciate it at the time as much as I would now, but I was like, these guys are cutting their teeth. And then, because they were still their developmental at that time. Yeah. So I never got to meet Cornette, but Danny Davis, who started, mm-hmm. I met him. Uh, I met Danny Davis. Uh, I met Dutch Mantel. Didn't know who, I didn't realize how big, what Dutch Mantel and Danny Davis did behind the scenes. Like, you know, talk about developing Ohio Valley wrestling and developing this and doing all that stuff. All that shit's hard to do with like those promotions. Bookers, like, I guess. That I didn't know they were booker. Like he was a booker. Um, uh, what is his name? Uh, I just said his name. Dutchman Hell was a booker in Puerto Rico. 
do you fuck with that uh, CZW shit? No. That's, uh, see, I've never been a fan of that. I got a couple buddies that just eat that shit up. I have no. I we I grew up during the hard, ECW made everything hardcore, so we we used to travel the shows and bring stuff with us, so they would grab it out of the stands and hit them with it. Right. So someone once brought a Nintendo. Really, just a- and they hit them with it because New Jack made it, New Jack and ECW made mm-hmm. it real popular, but um, like the Nick Cage thing, I don't. I, I don't light bulbs like that's I I get it every once in a while but that's but doesn't mean that you can that you that you can wrestle yeah see and I like if it's just like, like a- just like if you if you do a gymnastics routine like with real Osprey and um um he used to go um I can't ricochet ricochet yeah yeah they did a twenty minute choreographed fucking thing like like that's I didn't enjoy it. But when they got down to wrestling and told a story, enjoyed it. But like, there's no story now. You're just smashing the shit out of. Well, and then you got to think like as kids, you know, when Uh they were say it's a hardcore match and it's a pay per view and it's a 30 minute match and it's like minute 20 and they're like there hasn't even been a chair yet. But then that build up the last five minutes is when they're just beating the shit each other with chairs and stuff. We're bleeding meant something at some point in time. Like, oh my god, he's bleeding or whatever. You know, like when um, Dusty Rhodes back in the day, he was getting, he was bleeding, he's fighting from the bottom. You know, he's making his comeback, and you're seeing the blood flying through there. He's hitting Flair, whatever, and you're like, oh my god! Then it meant something. And I know I sound like an old head, I get it, but the storytelling would be great. That's why Rock versus Reigns would be great because that's a great. It's going to tell a story. And with kayfabe dead, in most cases, is that way you're watching something you can believe in. Yeah. That's see, I'm old head when it comes to wrestling. You know, I want a match to tell a story. Like it was recent in the dirt sheets that Vince recently came out and said that he doesn't want any more cold matches whatsoever on Raw or SmackDown. I think that's a pretty good move. Instead of you know like just that one random match, like I mean like a piss break match where it's just like two cruiserweights going at it, and it's just like there's no rhyme or reason why they're in there, and it's obviously time filler. Yeah. It's just like use your main event as a time filler. Make your main event thirty minutes. Yeah. Or make the tag team championship on the line. But but thirty like minute match. Just like we're talking about earlier, TV revenue, ad revenue, ad revenue. That's why they do the picture in picture. That's why all that shit drives me insane when they do that. So. Um, no, it was fun to sit down and talk about wrestling because not everybody. I'm forty one. Not everybody is uh, inept. Well, and it's one of those things, it's like you have to be saturated in it to know what's going on. Well, at least for me, like if I'm in wrestling, like I got to be in it like 100%. I just always like to keep, I always like to keep up on it and things like that. That's what I like to do. That's something I definitely like to do. And I like the business side of it too with the whole independent contractor, but they're really not though. Yep. You know, I'm just curious how long, how much longer that's going to keep going with the independent contractor. Well, Jesse Ventura tried to get him unionized a long time ago, and then Hawk Hogan's the one that told on Jesse Ventura. Yeah, see, Jesse Ventura did a lot of good for the WWE in terms of trying to get him to unionize and, and the whole during, and then, insurance mm-hmm. and everything like that. And then during the steroid thing, then that's when all that stuff happened. So I don't know. Um, before we wrap up here, so do you have anything coming up at all besides throwing axes in, in indie? No, man. Just book me if I like you enough. I'll come to your show, I guess. Uh, and might see me at an open mic every now and then, but just stay tuned on my Instagram at Calvin Turner Comedy to check out anything that I might have coming up. And then Calvin Turner on Facebook. That's where I'm at most of the time. Have they started any mics back up in Muncie yet? 
No, not really. Uh, I know Devon's on a show like July third or fourth. Yeah. yeah, big shots. Um, other than that, I think the Guardian Brewery has a show every great now and then. But other than that, Muncie's pretty quiet in terms of comedy. There's a lot of shows popping off in Indy. Yeah, there's there's a like a I realize, lot. I didn't realize how many comedians are in Indy. Like see, I'm not I'm not being funny or I'm not no I, I didn't realize it yeah I, I see I'm the same way I started hanging out with Nate Robinson like working on his show uh-huh. the facts and then like and then so I followed him on social media and then you know we did the whole swap and then I was like there's a new open mic on Monday that he has mm-hmm. and then like there's this show he's had that he's on then that show and then I was just like wow Nate's always been great he's the first dude to ever pay me for a show Nate Nate is a Nate was supposed to be here. Um, today is Saturday. He was supposed to be here last Saturday. He never showed up and never texted me for the for the third Saturday. Oh, that's what he does. He just doesn't show up. Oh, he doesn't. No, just, uh, Nate. Nate. Then because he'll get booked on the show. Yeah, that's true. Because he's he's another <laughs> doing a show five six nights a week, if not seven, if he can. Yeah, his show's funny. The the podcast, the, the facts is a, is a is a funny show. So check that one out. So um yeah. And, Besides that, you dropping any other podcasts of your own here? Nope, just been uh, just being a being a family man right now. <clears throat> That's that that'll always get you. I like I said, as my kids are a little bit older, I'm like, no kids are gonna be home tonight. They're staying over at a um, graduation party. My wife will be at work, so um, um, after we finish here, I'm gonna go get my laptop charger from uh, 38th Street, so I can actually um, work on my laptop stuff tonight. Because I need to do um, um, Hobby Box, which is Josh Berry, who's been a friend of the show, who's mm-hmm. been on his website's about to drop for Hobby Box. So I'm doing, the, trying to, trying to do the music for them. I've been working on some stuff for that one. It's not easy. It isn't. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Is I'll I work on music and then oh yeah, um, that's be, that's beside my other job because I got to work work tomorrow. See, I got this. This is my first Sunday off coming up in months, so I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I mean, I was on, as you can see, as you can see, I was, um, um, I'm on call constantly. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I get it. I get. It. I've been there before. I'm just glad I take groceries out 60 hours a week. <laughs> well, thanks for coming down. Hey, thanks Obviously, for having me. Like I said, is we we can do this anytime that you're down there. So. Uh, show obviously I hope everybody's having a great Monday um, I'll never know when I'm going to sporadically do another show because I go out of town if you're hearing this on Monday I go out of town a week from today I will be in big Dallas the big metrocity um, metropolis of Dallas so uh, as always I hope everybody is um, I hope everybody has a great Monday and uh, we will talk to you soon so uh, Calvin Hey, thanks for having me. Happy Father's Day, late Father's Day to everybody. Hope you guys got the mow the yard, I guess. Thanks for all those fathers who realize when they get to see their kids this weekend. I'll be at CVS at 4 in the morning. (laughs) It's not your fault. Keep fighting, brothers. All right, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs)